This is In-Depth NH of the New Hampshire Center for Public Interest Journalism. I'm Roger Wood. I'm speaking to Lily Tong-Williams, Chinese immigrant from the People's Republic of China, PRC, American citizen by choice, an educator and professional speaker. And uh, we're glad to have you today. Well, thanks for having me, Roger. It's great to um, chat with you this morning. How did you get it? Or, let me let me back up. Or, or, did you found the New Hampshire Asian American Coalition? Well, I actually co-founded with another Vietnamese American. She is kind of like me. We all fled totalitarian countries and come to America, and uh, we feel like uh, we. I mean, we have a small. A number of agents in our state. We all love New Hampshire. We wanted to get our voice heard, and by by working together, there's some you know Korean, Indian Americans. So uh, we feel like this is the best way for us to participate in our democratic process to make some impact. Did you um, or can you share any of your experience about becoming an American citizen? Yes, I actually um, fled uh, Communist China in 1988 by, um, you know, coming to a graduate school. That was the only legal way for me to come to this country um, to study as a graduate student. Of course, on my own time, on my own dime, but still I had to get my Communist Party committee chairman to allow me to quit my job and allow me to apply for passport. So it was a long struggling two years that I just keep my head down and go through the entire process of approval and let them to um, basically allow me, give me permission to leave. And, and then they finally still had to make me to sign agreement to promise to go back to China after my graduate degree or there will be consequences. So I just signed whatever they wanted me to sign because in my heart I knew I got to make it in this country. I really did not want to go back to China where one party rules. <laughs> Fortunately for you and for us, you're here in America since 19, well, beyond 1988. Yes, and I was a graduate student for many years, and later um, I married and raised three kids. And the process to become citizen is that if you're a foreign student, you marry American citizen. Uh, or like Bush gave us, uh, um, you know, refugee status after Tiananmen Square 1989 massacre, then you get a conditional permanent resident status. And two years later, you get a green card, which is a permanent status. After five years of green card in this country legally, then you can apply for citizenship if you pass your civics exam. You know, I remember I had to study very hard for 100 questions about America's constitution, founding fathers, and memorize. And then you go to a immigration office. They will randomly ask you out of those 100 questions. And if you pass, of course, all in English, then they will schedule you the swearing ceremony and to become a U.S. citizen. I did that in Wyoming State when I lived there. And that was my happiest day. And, you know, we, we all choose America as our new country. And that was just a very exciting experience. 
I'd like to read you a little bit of a letter in the Portsmouth Herald. At this discouraging time of increasingly pervasive violent attacks on the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, we express our distress and pledge to work intentionally to create an ever more just society. That's signed off by the Dover, New Hampshire Democratic Committee. Well, that uh, um, you are right. I agree with the statement. We should condemn all the hate, all the initiation of violence on American soil or even on other country soils. Initiation of violence should be condemned. You know, because uh, you know we all are human beings. We want to live with dignity, with uh, uh, fundamental security, and uh, and be able to um, peacefully coexist living in the same country. You know, America is a, a melting pot. People come from all over the world and um, to come here achieve their American dream. And aging, especially when they first come to this country, like me, for example, I come with $100 in my pocket, and lots of people fled Vietnam with nothing. They were just on a little boat. And uh, so we come here, work really hard, and learning English, for years for me to get fluent in English, uh, and then also in debt to pay off my debt um, by going to graduate school, getting job later. We just wanted to live American dream. So any initiation force, violence, you know, on any group, not just the Asians and minorities, but other minorities or anybody, including regular American citizens, should be condemned. I find it amazing in the 21st century that we're talking about hate and crimes against people. Yes, we have to really create a culture of mutual respect and love and uh, any human beings hate other human beings is set up for disastrous results and you do um, encourage violence when you teach and create culture of hate. I mean, I'm in New Hampshire now. I, I, I feel very safe in New Hampshire. Everybody here is so wonderful and warm to me. And, and my community where I belong to the Facebook group, they're so nice. They, they wanted to ask me about even some Chinese food, where's the best place to eat, how cook that, cook that. They're curious about, wow, you, you, you fled communist China, you know, what is that like? Do you want to go teach our students about your stories? People are so overwhelming, like a warm and welcoming with open arms. And, and uh, you know, America, I think, to me, my personal experience has been people are wonderful, very welcoming to me. But then you see all those, uh, you know, tragedies and uh, violent acts. And I'm hoping that uh, we should be united to condemn those and to make America is still the, you know, basically shining city on the hill to welcome people to also live peacefully, happily together as a, you know, a big United States of America. That's what I want to say. I, I don't want to see those kind of uh, hatred against anybody. Do you think hatred is passed from generation to generation? Well, that uh, um, there is a, a, always a, um, something like that. I was taught hatred when I was in China, okay? During the mouse time, I was in government schools for his entire 
like a years. He died in 1976. I was 12 years old. So I was taught hatred by his regime, his ideology, which is communism. We were divided into 10 classes of people, five black and five red. So I was a red child. I supposed to hate black class and black class's children in schools. Public shame them, denounce them, and uh, they put so much hate in our mind. It's unbelievable. And they were just our, you know, fellow citizens. And some might be living in nearby neighborhood. And I have seen their sufferings with my own eyes. And, uh, and they had no human dignity. They always lowered their heads, public shamed, and confessed. And the people threw rocks and then red guards did. So I lived through that period when there was so much hate by ideologies, by, um, you know, of course, dictator Mao that time. And I, I was not even allowed to date. If you date, they say when you were middle school, you had a crush on somebody, you dare to express love for another human being that's a boy, you will be criticized to say no dating was allowed. You just supposed to love to my mom and love, you know, the party, but not love you another boy. Don't don't think about romantic love at all. It was banned. So love was always uh, like marginalized in that kind of society. So I come here, I'm a friendly, you know, some people might think, hey, lady, you are, you, you're very friendly, you know, you, you're really happy. I am happy because this is America now, it's, you know, it's my new country and the free country. And I always tell people what's like to live on China. Let's all respect each other, love each other. Our fellow citizens are not our enemies, are not our threats. You know, we need to listen to each other, have a conversation. And that's what I'm trying to promote, no matter where I go. You know, we should not judge people based on race and based on skin. You know, New Hampshire is a primarily white state. I don't see the color, you know. I don't because I have aging friends. I have all colors, you know, friends. I just don't see people based on their race, their skin. Because my neighbors, my families, I married to a white guy, you know, for past 30 years, raised three by racial children, and uh, I just trying to pass the good values down to them, you know, teach them to respect each other and uh, and uh, work hard and achieve their American dream. I always tell them, hey, mom came here with nothing, you know. I'm living American dream. You have no excuse not to live your American dream. Just work hard and invest wisely and have a happy life. That's what I try to teach them so that uh, – and. Uh, and and uh, I'm hoping that uh, you know uh, the, the New Hampshire people, all the people in the country, will say that you know don't don't see our skins, but see as individuals and as American citizens, we are not each other's threats and the enemies. New Hampshire seems to be a, a haven then. Well, that uh, I I I think uh, um, I lived in Colorado for twenty years. I also. Feel safe in Colorado. I did not um, personally. I did not ex- experience except one time a road um, rage case. Somebody called me a bad name because maybe I had a Chinese accent, very strongly, and she called me a bad name because we had a little traffic incident. And rather than that, I just say, "Hey, I stand up, you know, firmly to protect myself against that kind of 
name calling. You know, she drove away. She did not want to deal with me because I would stand up loudly for myself and against people to call me bad names. Other than that, I haven't experienced uh, um, other incidents. I always uh, look at myself to say, you know, how can I do better? How can I become successful? When I got laid off in Colorado, I started my own company. I had to deal with banks, deal with contractors, and deal with all kinds of people to, to try to make a living to, by starting my home business. And uh, I, I think as a minority, if there are any name calling, doesn't matter who, I think we should just stand up to defend ourselves and uh, professionally, respectfully, but firmly, and also help each other out. I, I just don't want to say violent acts committed by anybody on anybody because, you know, crim- but there are always criminals, though. You cannot, you cannot really eliminate hatred on earth. You know, people, human beings, there are lots of human beings are good people, but, you know, you cannot eliminate evil. Evil will do evil. So, so that's what I said. If evil will do evil, then we have to stand up against that. Maybe aging women, especially small, little, petite age women like me, we have to arm ourselves to protect ourselves. Because by the time the crime criminal come and you cannot defend yourself, by the time policemen come, you're dead. That's no good. So I, I tell my friends, you know, go, go, go get yourself trained how to handle a gun to protect yourself. The whole point that we formed is the New Hampshire Aging American Coronation is to, you know, of course, voice our opinions. And uh, we also want to do cultural events so people understand our culture, our background. And maybe summer comes, we will play on something like that. Uh, but it has been aging, being a model minority. We're not organized to push back, to protect ourselves. And uh, um, we're being kind of like, oh, model minority. They, they, they don't have anything to say. They are quiet. They, they work hard running a restaurant, running their business. It's no longer the case anymore. When you see this kind of more and more crime, and in this country, and on aging Americans, um, there's, of course, historical background. When you look at aging American crimes against them, it started 10 years ago. It's not just right before the COVID. It started 10 years ago. There's a, a statistics by Department of Justice 2018. List all the crimes committed by walk groups, on agents, on, on different groups. So it, it, it's this uh, um, um, you know, trend. The crime has been going down, but recently you say the search, and uh, I think some of those, uh, um, maybe the, the culture in the country, the, the red wrecks, and even, let's say, discrimination against the aging kids into, into like Harvard, Yale schools, and uh, make, make agents become targeted to say, hey, you know, like, oh, you guys are so... Um, good with testing schools and, and you are so good and, and uh, we have quotas for you to go to Harvard because uh, you are just too excellent. So this kind of discrimination well also again because uh, you know we, we thought this country is based on individual merit not based on skin color. So if our kids are excellent on the top of the schools they should be allowed to apply rules equally and to go to those schools. So there is lawsuit against the harbor still, I think, uh, um, by, by the whole bunch of aging parents to say, you know, we want our kids 
live American dream. This discrimination is not legal. And standardized test is the way to have objective to measure your academic excellence. It's not some subjective matter, like, oh, your personality. I mean, oh, your skin color. But that's very racist when you focus on people's skin color or obsessed with that race. So, so that's where we also want to help our children to say, you know, we want to live American dream, and we're against this kind of discrimination policies. In-Depth NH relies on support from grants, corporations, businesses, and individuals. Thank you. I'm Roger Wood.